Hey, Evan, how's it going? Going great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's been a long time since we've gotten together. I feel like I really dropped the ball with my busy schedule, and you kept plucking away. It's the momentum thing. I am highly motivated to yeah. not lose momentum on this podcast. Yeah, no, that's very inspiring to me. It's funny, a lot of stuff with this podcast has been very inspiring to me. Um, the just do it mentality. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is uh, brought a lot of things in my new year. Uh, well, let's do a quick, let's do a check-in uh, New Year's uh, resolutions. Okay. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. I don't have any uh, ready, so you go first. And okay. I'll try to think of some. Uh, my, my big thing this year is all about, um, man, I feel like this could be its own topic. But we'll do a quick check-in, and then maybe we'll uh, expand on it some other time. Yeah, and if it goes somewhere, I would rather go there where there's energy than try yeah. to Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, in. Script. Yeah. Um, but my big thing is um, the way that I look at, New Year's resolutions is always first looking back at the previous year. So I say, what did I do poorly? And so how can I improve that in the next year, right? So for me, this year was all about, um, there's a lot of change going on, a lot of new opportunities that I had pop up. Um, and what it ended up doing is me saying yes to everything. This and is last year? Last year. Yep. And I'm just being constantly exhausted by the list, by the workload. So this year, um, I'm, I want to be very intentional about doing more by doing less, right? So I, I'm reading a couple of books right now because I have this intention. I couldn't quite figure out a word for what is what's one word that describes do more with less. Simplicity, but that's a little oversimplified for what you're saying. Right. It's not as uh, uh, actionable simplicity. Yeah, right? yeah. So at first I true. said easy. Like I just kind of wanted to have a mindset of easy. Um, but then I kind of I picked up this book, um, Greg McEwen. Uh, it's called. Um, <laughs> this is a theme on the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's called essentialism. Essentialism. Yeah. And so that's kind of become my word, essentialism, which to me is getting rid of anything that doesn't serve your main goal. Right. And so um, that's going to be my kind of word for the year and my kind of goal for the year, doing more with less um and uh figuring out the essential in my life yeah you kind of drew a graph on the whiteboard earlier as we yeah. were talking about the new year that i really liked would you explain that for a second too yeah this kind of came out i mean it comes out of a lot of places and it's a little bit of an obvious thing um but my interpretation of it was different you know different parts in your life you can learn the same lesson and take something completely different out of it right and sometimes the obvious things are the hardest to implement too i would say like essentialism oh, yeah. seems so simple right and easy that but our default is complicated exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it takes practice yeah like everything and, and this happens to me on a yearly basis where i'll i'll know something for certain and i'll implement it i'll be great at it and then the next year i'll come along and be like oh my god i totally forgot that obvious thing that was right in front of my and you have to relearn it you yeah know? yeah i'm in a constant process of relearning things totally um this particular um concept is um and I'm going to use some uh, botched language, but essentially you find out um, where your passion and your um, skill set crosses over, right? So what do you love? What are you great at? Um, and so you kind of draw this quadrant. Um, one line is your passion. One line is um, your skill set. Um, and where you want to be is where those two things are at their max, right? Um, and what you want, you want to do more of that. You want to do more things you're great at and more things that, um, you love. You want to do less things that either you love, but you're not great at, or that you, um, 
are great at but don't love. Is that the same thing I just said? You want to do more of the things that you're passionate about and, and you are, are good at, at yeah, yeah, and yeah. less things that you're not passionate about and not good at. Right. But also less things that you're passionate about but not good at and less things that you're good at but not passionate about. So there's our four quadrants. Right. Those are yep. your four quadrants. Yeah. Yep. You want to spend most of your time in the top right, right. which is where passion and talent intersect. Yes. But here's yeah. what occurred to me that's the new thing that excites me is that your most of your value comes your value also comes from those things that you're most passionate about and you're great at. Right. Um, and, and I think maybe it's a, I had this long conversation with a friend recently about the stories we tell ourselves and how much our mindset informs our value. So for myself, when I, when I love something, and I think a lot of people do this, when you love something, you devalue it because you get joy out of just doing it, that there is no dollar value on it. Right. 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 So but the thing that occurred to me yesterday was, um, that, that thing that I'm great at and that thing that I am uh, most passionate about is where I'm most valuable. That's the biggest uh, dollar value per minute that I can offer the world. Right. Um, so, so, yeah. So I find that super intriguing. And as somebody who's younger in their career, what would you say to somebody who's working towards being as talented? Like what if that top – quadrant doesn't exist yet is it possible to be really passionate about something and still be lacking the talent and how yeah how do you that's focus a, that's on the talent really, really how do you spend question. your time if your talent doesn't match that yet right because talent comes with time right I think ta- and, and talent always comes with time and in, in your quadrant so clear to me because you've spent so much time on the talent part and the passion part that right. you can circle that and be like, this is where I have the most value and where I love spending my time and my talent matches it. Right. But and I think it takes a lot of time. time. Yeah. yeah. It takes time to get there and have so that there, quadrant. Yeah. So maybe there is this third line of time. Um, the 10,000 hours things, you know, becoming great at something t- takes 10,000 hours. <clears throat> um, Man, now I kind of want to do a whole kind of blog post on this that explains all the quadrants because there is something that happens when you are passionate about something but you're not good at it. Right. Um, that's less valuable to the world, but it's more valuable to you. Right. Right. So for you, you can circle that as a priority because getting better at that thing is ultimately going to add value. Um, I, the other big kind of thing that I'm exploring right now is just the value of time. And uh, that my time is our most valuable asset. It's kind of a cliche, but um, what I did recently was I made a, a, a calendar of my entire week, every hour in an entire week, and I assigned it a value, kind of like a budget, but for time instead of money, right? Interesting, yeah. Um, and so doing that, this is part of my uh, time management, kind of readdressing that. So I'm, I'm you know, part of that essentialism. Um, in doing that, A, I realized just how much time I have in a week. You know, I'm feeling constantly stressed out and doing that, I was like, why do I feel stressed out? I have all this time. I'm just right. not budgeting it properly. I'm not putting the most valuable things in the most valuable spots on that on that calendar. Um, that was a little sidetrack. I can't remember what we were. Yeah, we were just talking about the value. I think you were talking about the value of time because oh, there right. exists this place for people like myself who are younger in their career yep. who haven't had as much time to 
get their talent up to the level that their passion exists at. Right. So there's, there's almost a, an amount of time you have to spend in the other quadrants before that one quadrant exists. Right. Your, your most value in that case to the world might be something you're great at, but that you don't love, right? A day right. job. Right. Um, but your most value to yourself is going to be something that you love, that you can develop the skill set over time. So that's your time value. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Each of those quadrants has their own time value and has their own dollar value, has their own value to you, has your own value to the world. That'd be fun. I really want to chart all that out. Yeah, no doubt. That'd yeah, be really cool. Uh, so that, I think that's a, a cool kind of segue into what we wanted to talk about or what we plan to talk about today, yeah. which is this live workshop that you are putting together and you are, uh, I don't know, doing or executing yeah. on Saturday yeah, where you're taking, uh, a, taking knowledge that you have in an area you're passionate about, creating a live setting to teach others about it, documenting it all. And then you're going to be able to use that content over and over again throughout the year, yeah. the years to come. Exactly. So a, a little bit of background I've been doing, um, screenwriting kind of mentoring and uh, just kind of inspirational i've built up this organization script blast i've been doing it for about four years now um it's uh it's grown a ton um but i've never sold anything on it but the goal from the very beginning was i want to do workshops i want to help people i want to do both virtual workshops in-person workshops um and i have done some speaking engagements and it's been great um but in terms of online presence i haven't sold anything um, and then, so out of our conversations of like, just kind of just doing it, I was right, like, you right. know what? I'm just going to set a date on the calendar. Uh, and I'm just going to do a workshop for local people in Atlanta. The original idea was that I would charge, um, but because of the space that we have here in our office where we were going to do this, um, I, I we can only fit like four to six people in there. Um, so then I rethought it and I said, well, why don't I just film the workshop that I'm doing in person and then repurposing that as a workshop, uh, online workshop. Um, so that's the goal. Which you'll charge for the online workshop. I will charge for the online workshop. The in-person workshop, I am not charging at all since um, they're also going to be on camera is the idea that I want to do. And I want uh, the person watching it to have a voice. And so the four people that I'll be working with will be interviewed before and after, and they'll be asking questions and they'll be talking about their own goals. Um, and so all, all of the content is uh, productivity specific to screenwriters. And so, you know, everybody, which is... Um, I feel like the the space of um, content right now is niches of niches. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. As specific as possible, and so I know that productivity for screenwriters sounds like such a specific niche, um, but that is you know it's it's something that that world needs and it doesn't exist. Like nobody's talking about that in that space. Um, and I happen to come from both spaces. I am a screenwriter, and I also um, work with a lot of. Um, you know, uh, leadership development and self-development coaches. Um, so this is kind of the merger of my worlds and it's really exciting for me. Um, but yes, the idea also came out of not just wanting to do something and, and, and to launch something this year, but also, um, doing more things that provide more content to use in multiple spaces. Whenever you marked the date on your calendar, uh, did you have all of the content put together did you know what you were going to be teaching in the workshop? No, I had a general idea. So um, it came out of first, I did a, um, 
like the content's been developing over time. First, I did a uh, a series of podcasts, so a season one of my podcast on Script Blast. Is on that Script right? Blast, okay. yep, was all about um, which is called the Script Blast Screenwriting Podcast. If you want to look it up. But it, uh, it was all about productivity that first season. So each episode was about a different part of productivity and I'd have a different writer on and interview them about how that area of productivity applies in their lives. We did one on mindset, one on uh, what I call mental slog, which is just you know facing the rejection and the ups and downs of the journey, uh, one on uh, work-life balance. And so um, a lot of those ideas came out of that, of me learning from these other writers, hey, what's most helpful? Um, another big part of that was, uh, the time management thing I just, uh, talked about, which yeah, made yeah. such a difference in my personal life that I am I'm, I'm now teaching that as part of the program as well. Um, but ultimately it didn't really exist in its state until I sat down last week to write it all. Right. Um, and created the workbooks and, uh, started to put together the stories I'm going to tell and all that kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of it will probably be on the fly as well. I mean, uh, it's. The, the, the things that you're teaching hopefully come second nature to you. It's kind of like us on this podcast. Yeah. We don't super prepare for this podcast, right. um, but we've experienced enough stuff and we have tried enough stuff in our own lives that any topic that we happen to throw up, hopefully we have something to say about it. Right, right. right. Yeah. And, and we have come a long way since the first episode where we literally just turned on the mics and started talking. And like, uh, now we have an idea before we're <laughs> recording and know kind of a direction we want to go. And I love, so I asked that question and I knew the answer to it. I, I just kind of wanted to talk about that right, for a second. Yeah. The idea of putting something on the calendar, holding yourself to it and committing. We talked about commitment a little bit, anticipation. Uh, oh, how did you feel anticipating that date then? It, was there any anticipation? Did you feel it in a positive sense, negative sense? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's very, very, very positive sense. This is a, another thing I've realized about myself is um, I always have to be creating something. And because I work in movies, movies take so long. It's been three years since we shot our last film. It hasn't even come out yet, right? So this is, um, it's such a slow process that you can get depressed very quickly because you're not actively creating something. So script blast in a few areas, uh, other areas of my life give me something to focus on, right? So um, having that date and um, something that I get to be in a room inspiring other writers is one of my core values, um, you know, inspiring and impassioning other people, uh, which is another thing we're talking about in the workshop is discovering your core values. I think it's really important. That's awesome. Um, but, um, Dang, I got off, got out of time again. You were talking about the the process of yeah. uh, setting oh, yeah. the day. So I get excited. I get um, it's something that keeps me going. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I, if I'm bummed out with a with a some other project that I'm working on or I'm stuck, I move over to that workshop thing and tweak it a little bit and get excited again. Right. The anticipation bleeds over to other areas of my life. It's the one thing that I'm focusing on that really brings me joy. I think. It also bleeds over into my life, watching you do something exciting, commit to it, and then follow yeah. through on it. It uh, that my my work specifically, it it is inspiring, and it makes me want to do a similar class. Like yeah. you make it look so doable whenever you just spend some intentional time committing to something, using anticipation to leverage your energy to put into something and then taking a risk and, right. and putting something out there. Uh, I, I, it's really inspiring. Yeah. Well, I think if you wait until you're ready, you'll never do it. 
Um, and if you do it before you're ready, you'll surprise yourself by how ready you actually are. Interesting. Um, so I would love to talk about like, how does, how does someone apply this to their own business, to their own, let's say someone's a freelancer, let's say someone's an entrepreneur. Um, this whole idea of just doing content and repurposing it, what's, what's kind of a, a plan that you would suggest? Well, uh, I'm going to use this for a little bit of a self-promotion, I guess, Yeah. because this podcast for me is... Uh, like my top of funnel content strategy. And we've got some plans to reuse the content that we create in a a long form. I guess this would be considered long form, even though it's not too long. I guess it's a a relative term. A long form audio creation format. Yeah. uh, Repurposing it in several different ways, creating a blog off of it, creating social posts off of it, creating worksheets off of it. The last podcast I did... Uh, was just a free paid social checklist uh, that you can go to my website and interact with. And I'm going to have a PDF that you can print off and actually run through, take notes on a checklist. But that was all done knowing that I wanted to record something on audio in a podcast format. Right. What I like about the live workshop is it is a, a podcast on steroids because you've got video backing up the audio right. and you've got a half day, a whole day, half day, half yeah. day yeah. of content to repurpose and that goes a long way if 30 minutes of audio goes a long way uh four hours of audio and video go a very long way yeah uh i just thought of a metaphor yes uh so we were looking the, for one yeah there's a there's a movement now of like um whole animal consumption you know what i mean like you don't waste any part of the animal as a way of respecting the life of the animal so yeah the pig, what is you this eat called the ears, you eat the faces you eat the hooves right everything right yeah yeah um and so content is kind of like that like if you're going to create a piece of content you need to use all of it in different ways right so you can um whether like we take you know i take that workshop it'll become a social post it'll become a blog post um while the attendees are there i want to get endorsements from them to put on the website right um, right I want to do uh, collect Q&A questions from the people that are in the room so that I can answer those questions in future blogs or future social posts. I can take all that content and turn it into a book. We'll launch it as a, as a workshop. Um, it'll inspire um, the second season of the podcast that I'm doing. Um, so, but, you know, just using the whole hog um, totally. of your content. You yeah. Know? Well, in, in finding the hog, right? Because a lot of times... I'm going to try to take this metaphor a, a bit further. It might break down here. Yeah. We don't know what we have until we are looking for it. So yes. uh, we don't know the resources available to us. And I would say in, in this metaphor, the hog's the resource, right? Like we don't even know that the hog exists, but it does. Yeah. We have so many resources at our fingertips and we're able to take that knowledge uh and use every piece of it. So I, I think it's just how do you use the resources available to mm. you in the most, I don't want to say efficient, uh, in, in a way that makes it go the furthest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not wasting anything. That's that's what I'm trying to get right. at. So not yeah. wasting any of the content resources, your the knowledge, yeah. uh, which I think a lot of time we take for granted the knowledge that we have as an actual resource because right. it's invisible. Yeah. And it seems so easy 
because it's in our brain. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what this pot, this podcast is using a part of the hog because these are conversations uh, Evan and I share in office. And so we have these conversations already. So we're like, why don't we just record them and make them into a podcast, right? That's, right. that's an example of using the hog. That's of um, something that is already exists, um, but we're taking advantage of, of that thing. Um, and what's great about that, especially since we talked about time management earlier, um, is that's so key of like making sure, you know, for instance, I spoke 